It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. You grew up in the Bay Area and uh, you are now in L.A. You grew up in what part of the Bay Area did you grow up in? East Bay Area. So Danville specifically. In Danville specifically. Um, (laughs) I listened to an interview that you did recently on Instagram Live. Oh, yeah. And I connect with you on that because in Danville is predominantly white. Yes. And so there is a lot of uh, turning of heads or feeling like being a minority, right? Yes. And how did that affect you when you were like growing up? I mean, it affected me in every aspect of my life because not only are they white, but they're really rich as well. Yeah. Um, And like generationally wealthy, Mm -hmm. which is different from like... My experience, I mean, my dad has worked really, really hard and like gave us a life in Danville, which I think was a bit of him like fulfilling his American dream. But, you know, when it was like I realized classism before I understand understood like what it was like that, that I was experiencing mm-hmm. that, like for the simplest example. Right. In Danville, the way you show your status is by if you're able to wear like Kathy Jean shoes to uh-huh. school or like getting Ugg shoes or getting like Abercrombie and Fitch, like spending $50 on a polyester shirt Mm -hmm. that has like some like you know janky screen printing on it but that deems that you have value and my parents are like we're not gonna buy that because that's gonna get a hole in it after washing it five times it doesn't make sense to to buy that and I was like but if I don't have that then I'm not cool and I already have a I used to think of like my skin tone and like the fact that you know my hair would just be in a braid because that was a style my mom would do it in Uh as a disadvantage like I'm already like socially operating at a lower currency which is fucked up you Uh know just to even like think of myself in that way so i was like okay if i can buy these clothes and i'm like somewhat cooler my parents Mm -hmm. were like no and i'm so glad that they did because i just think i like they established the value of like money and how to spend it and how to be like just responsible about that sooner but it just i felt quite inferior a lot of the time and through that inferiority i didn't feel like i had anything to offer outside of like academics so i was really shy Mm. i like didn't really have a lot of friends in school you know or anything like that what blows my mind and uh and i know we're starting this off like Immediately like an interview. Immediately. Immediately. We just spent <laughs> like, the last five minutes being like, it's not an interview. We're not going to ask you questions. And then you're just like, tell me, how difficult was it being growing I mean, up in Danville? I'm just an oddball. Alejandro, you, uh, you make this observation about me where like, I don't do small talk very well. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want to connect just almost immediately. Yeah, of course. I do want to preface by saying that we know of each other. Yes. <laughs> we don't really know each other, yeah. though, right? Um First of all, let's welcome the listeners oh, to yeah, our show, hellos? right? Hellos. So welcome to another episode of ICBTB's Highly Irrelevant. My name is Christian. And my name is Alejandro. And we have a very special guest in our studio today. We have Anusha Savi, a Desi R&B pop artist in L.A., from the Bay Area to L.A. I know you because we both went to UC Davis. Go eggs. Well, uh, We are UC Davis <laughs> alumni, and we experienced something together uh, that is collegiate acapella. Yeah. An entire culture, some, a foundation that I think is strong for us being vocalists now, right? 100%. Um, but like I said before, we don't really know each other. Mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous because I will be transparent. I was, I was always intimidated by you and the spokes. Really? You guys are so cool. <laughs> 
so cool. I already don't know That's how to talk wild. to women, but I don't know. I especially don't know how to talk to like 15 women all at once. Yeah, we're definitely, I can understand like on the outside, it's it's a bit, I mean, we're there a sisterhood. It's a bit culty and we're very strong. Mm-hmm. So I could see that on the outside, but we don't, we're all very sweet, weird, like nerdy people. Yeah, you guys it, are it, all sweet. It didn't make it any easier that it's an acapella group. Um, no, not at all, <laughs> dude. Because like acapella was the thing I guess, to I do guess in for, Davis. I guess for me, not being like a, a not part of the culture. Yeah, I would just be like, hey, I guess I don't know, man. That like that kind of makes it easier for me. Yeah, that's, yeah. I so mean, acapella. What is, how's that going? You, you know saw what I mean? it as an outsider looking in because Alejandro, uh, like I was telling you downstairs, when I would host some of the acapella shows, we'd right. Have I remember vividly because I feel like the hosting uh, the shows that you guys did. <laughs> were just some of the most like memorable ones they kind of they was like a part of the show and made everybody laugh and kind of also made it seem like okay this is acapella we should take it seriously but not too seriously yeah type of thing we're like in silek you know Mm -hmm. and so i just loved the energy you brought to that and almost having like a non-acapella person do it yeah just made i just feel like it added so thank you for doing that sure thank you for having (laughs) me i felt like i was a like in a fishbowl and christian was just like yeah this is my fish like I, <laughs> that's how you felt that's kind of how i felt because it's the craziest because it's metaphor. like not my world at all i'm just here i'm just like yeah i'm just like i'm i'm just here bro and i hit him up last minute i was saying like hey it's in less than a week i'm having an acapella show will you host with me because he he had just moved back up from irvine right and uh he's been my uh best friend and like oh. through comedy for a while yeah. and i was like hey let's do let's do this show together i'm a joke friend uh what I'm you're your, making I'm it sound so friend. bad <laughs> but it was that's where it ends. Joke yeah. friend. That's, that's it. it. Joke friend. That's all. <laughs> it was intimidating. This though. relationship's a joke. Uh, hey, <laughs> um, it was very intimidating because you. I was. I was new to Davis. Yeah. I had done community college. I was mm-hmm. a transfer. I had uh, by chance joined a cappella because of flyers being handed out in the quad. Oh, oh that worked. Yeah. I'm so happy that it worked. worked on you. What if it was a Scientology? handout what if that you'd be so different i'd be like i'm not really interested no because obviously the person handing out the flyer was saying like do you like music do you like singing and i'm like yes i thought they just handed like you like had your head down do you remember who it was who handed the flyer out to you joe jesus no way josephine wow yeah it was uh really a a a very pitch perfect moment you know like the movie uh exactly yeah okay i got you and i didn't know i didn't have many friends and i was like this is my way to make friends yeah and so with that being said, and I understand that uh, I'm a, a social individual, but, yeah. and you're a very social individual. This is the most we've ever talked about. Yeah, that's true. Why do you think it is that we never really spoke in the past? I, so I feel like on concert days, they're like the weirdest days to like have social interactions, mm-hmm, which yeah. I feel like most of the time we would be in the same room on concert days, yeah. right? And also, I think you came to Davis in 2016. 2017? Wow, you really know me. Okay. I'm flattered. Yeah. Yes, 2016. Okay, Impressive. sick. Because that was the first year that I had a leadership position in Spokes as well. So, like, I was vice president after only being in the group for a year. And there were people that were, like, more senior to mm-hmm. me in the group. And I just was, like, I was still figuring out at that time if what I wanted my acapella experience to be because I was also like in Greek life at the time and I was pre-med and there was like all this stuff. But then when it came to leading this group, um, 
and we had like a lot of our foundational seniors leave the year prior, concert days were the most stressful days of my life mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, I have to wrangle these like 14 to 15 women together and like make sure that everyone's in the right pink and mm -hmm. <laughs> like make sure everyone knows their parts and, you know, just kind of gather everybody. So I'm almost putting on like my my like vice president hat, making sure Amanda, our president at the time, like I'm she has everything that she needs. So talking and like socializing with the other groups and actually getting to make connections, I I feel like just wasn't top of mind, even though I always was like, I wish like we were more better friends. I'd always see you. You always like bring such like life and energy to the room and like and just make everyone laugh or just like give everybody a smile. And I remember just seeing you and it always like felt like at ease, you know, I appreciate. So I don't that. think I ever said that to you. No, um, but your eyes like your eyes tell me now. Yes. <laughs> and you're you are verbally telling <laughs> me that right now. It. Yeah, her yeah. mouth is saying it now. <laughs> um, but. I, I always, you were always smiling. You're always very happy. <laughs> but there is a certain energy that people give off on show days. Yes. Like as happy and nice I, as I am, like you'll see me like kind of, you saw me setting up right yeah. now. I was in this mode where I'm like, let's, gross. let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So, but that's, and I think there was that like silent agreement of yes. like, we're busy. I'm pro I'm hosting. I'm going to be singing later. Exactly. And then you have to wrangle up 15 ladies Cats. to like figure out what what was that like? Like, what do you have to thank acapella for for your singing career now? Uh, this is an interview. Yeah, I, I just have I mean, questions. It's cool because we have this shared experience, and we both are doing something creative. Yeah. Like as professionals now, and so I think acapella is very formative because it helped me how to like run my own business in a yeah. way right like before acapella I, I i didn't wasn't even an independent artist i'd never really written a song before that but i was in choirs and i had like carnatic music teachers and it was always an adult telling me what to do mm. with music and i'm like very very good at mockingbird mocking jang or whatever the term is right like someone tells us to do and i'll do it and then acapella was like no you have to come up with the ideas and you have to execute them along in like a democratic you know, group mm -hmm. where, you know, and so I just feel like it taught me a lot about what it's like to actually be in that driver's seat. And it's very easy to say, oh, I want to be in that driver's seat. If I was in the driver's seat, I would do X, Y, and Z, and the group would be this and this and that. And like, it's definitely possible, but it takes a lot of like effort, a lot of communication, a lot of teamwork. And that's very, very um, apt to today where I'm at, like, I guess, you know, four years later, and I like run Anusha Savi. I'm like the CEO and founder. And like now I have a team, you know, so like dope. I have like in a very, very short amount of time, like I am so, so, so blessed. Like I have a manager and I have like producers I work with, songwriters I work with, sure. like I have a label. And so I feel like if I didn't have my acapella experience, I'm sure I would have managed a way to figure it out. But I feel like my acapella experience taught me how to take input when needed, but also like have my North Star, know my opinion, and also like express my ideas without really getting frustrated or without getting like, oh, no one gets it, you know? Yeah. And so in that aspect, the business aspect, I think it helped a lot. And then from like a singing and musical perspective, just like being in a group where everyone just really loves music like it's an extracurricular but it's a pretty damn you know Big demanding extracurricular yeah. sure. um when that was going on like in 2018 i was a part of three acapella groups simultaneously okay that's why i was like wait were you in lizards and afterglow Great afterglow names. lhp and you were in lhp too and then i had um i was a part of a bay area 
vocal band. There was only five of us. Oh my god! And so this were is. Were you in a group called Lizards? No, there's something. There's a group called the Lounge Lizards. Lounge Lizards. Oh, Lizards. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was hoping it was just called Lizards. Were the Lizards? Lizards. Um, no, they're just another group there, but <laughs> I wasn't a part of them. Were the fish? Uh, it's a, they're interesting names because spokes yes, comes are. from the spokes of a bicycle. The bike. Yeah, we are the most like basic Davis name, but sure. I love it. It's very endearing. But you guys have always been such a really cool group. Thank I you. I remember, like, it's so weird how there is this unspoken social hierarchy in the acapella <laughs> world because that's also that's college we're a bunch yeah. of like hormonal <laughs> youngins and so like right. people are gonna be like Just... like that person's really good and cute they're cool and like vice versa and everyone's talking yeah and oh my gosh it got like the gossip and it would get messy here and there i was just and we're just a step out of high school basically yeah. we're, we're like we're like we're adults and then i look back and i'm like we were we were learning we had the training wheels on how to be adults but we still had like the brains of like 18 year olds i was making like, very poor decisions <laughs> and i was older than everyone there it's because i was doing community college so for you, a little too long so you were there I was uh, to you figure it out. In. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were there when you were supposed to be there. We, yeah. we made all of our mistakes there, so we don't make them in the real world. That go. is true. That is true. Um, but it's it's uh, you didn't start off uh, doing acapella straight in no. your freshman year, right? No. I heard that you were doing uh, like Greek life. I did Greek to begin life. With? Yeah. Well, because okay, this is like where the the Danvillian experience continues, mm, right? Uh-huh. So I didn't even know about Greek life until there was this one girl in my choir. She was a senior and I was a a junior. Um, And she was like applying to colleges and she was applying to colleges based off of the Greek life that was at said colleges. And I was like, what? Like, why? And she's like, oh, like Greek life is everything in college. Like, Mm. if you want to have fun, if you want to like be social and all these things, like you have to join Greek life. And I... You know, it was like, ah, I don't know if that's true. But then at the time, like, there were all these, like, college videos. Remember the, there was this YouTube channel that would, yeah. like, be like, go to CU Boulder, and this is the party scene. And, it, like, I don't know. I was so, like, as a 17-year-old who was, like, not very popular, was friends with all, like, the cool kids, mm-hmm. but was never, like, hanging out with them, per se. Like, I was like, okay, when I go to college, I want to change where I sit socially, right? Because I just wanted to know what it felt like. So when I went to college and it was Davis, which is Davis is not necessarily known for having like a really rich social scene like on the outside. But actually when you go in, there's there's so many fun people and very cool yeah. people. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I had the worst expectations and I was, you know, everything highly exceeded it. So I just thought, okay, I want to do Greek life. I know I'm firm on that decision. Um, and we'll just see what, what happens because I just... I had this like warped idea that it would like affect my social value, which is again fucked up, but that's what I thought. And then I joined it, and then I was also, you know, uh, pursuing a degree in neurobiology, physiology, and behavior because I was like very pre med at the time. And I was like, there's no way I can do acapella, even though it was interesting to me, and I just didn't know what the scene was like at all. And then, um, I like I after the first six months of Greek life, all the sheen wears off. And I was like, this is not that fulfilling. Like I have my friends and I'm still friends with a lot of the girls and have some of my best friends from that experience. But I was like, this doesn't feed my soul. My major doesn't feed my soul. Hmm. Like, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. and one of my best friends from high school, her name is Molly Huff, who is in the Molly. spokes. She and we've known each other since we were like 12. Yeah. Um, She's also another sweetheart that I'm slightly intimidated by. <laughs> And if she watches this, she'll hear it. And this is as 
as transparent as I'll be because if I see her in person, I'll be like, hey, Molly, and I'll just go go away. No, you should say hi to her. She's like literally the best, but I, I understand. It, yeah. She has like the stature and, you know, like shout out Molly. Love you. Um, and she's like, you know, in law school and in Boston and, and wow. killing it and already has like a position lined up after. So she's a very like accomplished, sweet, but driven person. And she puts she puts out like boss woman energy, which like even I'm intimidated she by. She does give by. that energy at like she her 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 stat just like just, her posture. Yeah, her posture. I don't think she does. She doesn't slouch. She no. doesn't seem like a slouchy person. She's never slouched. Good for her. And she was always, you know, like the tallest person in all of our friend groups. And I feel like from all my friends who are tall, and this is I feel like I, I, this is a question for you. Sometimes when their friends are shorter, I've seen tall people almost make themselves smaller. So no. they can like they can like fit in the group. And Molly has never done that. And I have just had mad respect for that. But I don't know. Do you ever do that? I don't know. Do I do that? No, you make yourself taller to make it a point. My friends are shorter than me. <laughs> I mean, that's not the intention, but <laughs> if that's what happens. Because he and I, we have another best friend. His name is uh, Austin Scott, and he is six foot four. Oh, wow. So when we're walking He's together, it's like a singular sign. <laughs> it just gets shorter, shorter, and shorter. And so, and like, we have Otis. Uh, and then Otis is slightly shorter than us. And so, what I lack in, in height, yeah. I have to just make up in personality. Oh, you've done it, sir. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're doing okay. Thank you. I, <laughs> You're fine. He puts you in your place like a good friend does. Yeah. As, as he should, That's and I'll fine. do the same to you when you get a little too confident. Yeah. Um, I am so appreciative of acapella life because it taught me a lot of uh, the skills to kind of interact in that much of an organized fashion. For sure. And I respect that because there's so many people, especially because I've majored in biochemistry. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. And oh, really tough not using any of it in my current job. Oh, my God. <laughs> which is like, cool. Just paid thousands of bucks for this knowledge. Uh, yeah. Biochem is really cool, though. I think I one of my favorite <laughs> classes was actually biochem lab. Really? Even though it was so hard. And it was at MCB 120L, right? Yeah. Wow. Yes. I, I haven't that. heard that in a long time. Um, because actually... <laughs> Uh, this is a kind of an embarrassing story, but I got my degree in cell biology, but my um, winter trimester, I was supposed to take like cell bio lab, which is another 10 unit class. Mm -hmm. I like it's required to pass it for you to graduate. Um, and I was so consumed by Helicapella, mm -hmm. which is this folks' this big concert at the Mandavi Center, which... Just like it was like our like our like purpose of living at the time was putting that on. I was co-president at the time. And then I was also first time like writing music. I was just like in the studio with my producer all of the time. And I um, we were also like preparing for ICCAs and everything. Ugh. All of my music stuff I took priority and I'd already had like my post-grad job lined up. So I basically was like, as long as I pass, like I don't, you know, and I didn't turn in the final paper before <gasps> spring break. <gasps> And I like knew it was, and I literally was like, uh, and the teacher was honestly so rad and and everything. And I just felt like I, I'd never let somebody down like that. And so because I didn't turn it in, I like failed the class. I'd never failed a class Jeez. ever in my life before. And I was like, shit, like I am not going to graduate because I failed this class. I remember like coming back um, to like Davis in the spring. And I was like literally on Amanda's front yard crying to her mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I'm not going to graduate. I'm not going to be able to take this consulting job. Like I'm going to have to sit another year. Like what did I just do? I just like ruined my future. Jesus. And literally she was like, you should just talk to the, the professor. And I was like, but that's not going to do anything. And she was like, no, you never know. So I remember I talked to him and then he was like, 
he was like, what happened? And I told him about like my music stuff and my career. And he was like, I get it. I just wish you'd talk to me sooner, but let's see what we can figure out. Mm -hmm. And luckily, <laughs> because I had taken MCB 120L my junior year and I passed that, they were like, and you didn't, I didn't need it for anything. I just, I was debating whether I wanted to be cell bio major or biochem at the time. Uh -huh. And I, um, so they basically just like used those credits in replacement of my cell bio lab. Wow. And so... MCB 120, I'll always be very grateful for that class. Sometimes just like, Because it yeah. got me through graduating. Well, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. I've had moments like that before. Like I got like a D plus in one class and I remember I just couldn't sleep. I was like trying to like figure it out in my head. I'm like, well, I'm going to, guess I'll be homeless now. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just not going to, obviously not to, I'm just exaggerating. No, no that's what you thought. That's because one thing leads to another. Well, I was thinking, I have very strict Dicked parents. Same. And then <laughs> sleep on the street. Um, but yeah, my you, dog food. you've met my parents. They're very strict. They're they're very much about, hey Christian, we're we are supportive in your endeavors. We know that you are a performer, that you're a singer, and that you want to do that. Yeah. But get your degree, get a job, then you could do whatever the hell you yeah, want. Yeah, same. Type of thing. Same. And so I would just think about like the amount of pressure and the amount of all nighters. Uh, that I I pulled in college. Yeah. It's not healthy. No, it's not. The all. education system, the way it's made, it's just like I'm not. People are not mentally well with the amount no. of pressure. No. So, I don't know. I'm like envious of you because you are truly just chasing your dreams. I remember in 2020, I think uh, you were posting on your on your Instagram account that you had just uh, released the song. Yeah, it's called Back. Back. Yeah. Back. Just listen to it. And I, I, I remember I was like, that out. I love it because it has the, the, the six, eight time signature. And then you did that again with uh, Blue Skies, yeah. which also has a six, eight time signature. And for the people listening that don't know music, uh, that has the very doo-wop uh, one, two, three, four, mm -hmm. five, six. And I'm a, I, I grew up with doo-wop. I grew up with a lot of like old uh, oldies and ballads. So that kind of like very intimate feel got to me and I loved that you did oh, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You recently just came out with uh your your newest single is Enchantress. It is? Yes. Slapper. Thank you. you just uh, showed it to him before oh, we started yeah. recording. <laughs> um and then before that you your uh Marigold. Yes, Marigold. And you're belting. Oh my ah. gosh. Your voice from what I remember hearing it live too, very clear. Oh, thank you. Very clear. Do you just wake up? Do you need to warm up? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I do like a full warm up. I even warmed up on the way over here. <laughs> to talk? Yeah, just to, to talk? talk. Because talking, I Is like... singing. Talking, you use ways. your voice. And I'm like, I project. I'm like, like, I'm not like a quiet talker. And I don't, I don't talk in the way that you should talk for healthy talking, right? Like, I should be talking like this and just like... Up in your head voice. Up in my like head this. and just, you oh, know. And I, I just don't. Mm -hmm. I like definitely drop my lyrics and all this, all this stuff. I'm not a vocal teacher, but I know that enough. And so <laughs> I like, if I talk a lot and then I try to sing, I just don't feel fully like clear in my instrument. Mm -hmm. And so, that, I mean, by warm up, I do the cheat. I go. That's the easy. I love doing that one. You know, and then I'll just throw on like some Jacobs Vocal Academy on my Spotify or on nice. YouTube, and then on the car ride over. So that that's what I do. And I also listened to an episode of your guys where you had Ishan on. That was like a really funny oh, episode. Oh, Ishan! Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but I appreciate you calling that out. I like my parents were very, very similar. 
exact same. They were like, you need to graduate. And if you, they wanted me to, you know, be a doctor. And it took a minute to, like, it was my idea originally. But once I said that idea to them when I was 13, they were like, okay, yes, <laughs> that is your purpose. You know, you should go do it. And I was she like, okay. Plan. <laughs> and then I was like, I definitely kind of like crushed their hopes and dreams when I was like a, you know, senior. And I was like, I, I can't, I, I just don't want that life. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, okay, fine. As long as you can take care of yourself, which is a very reasonable I think I like understood why they wanted that for me. And then I got my job at Accenture. And when I started, I was like, guys, like I'm planning on like transitioning or pivoting out of this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing this so I can like have enough of a piggy bank that I can then reinvest into myself and some sort of business down the line. But I just don't think that they like thought I would do it. Uh-huh. And then the pandemic happened because um, there was a point in like 2018, 2019. Where I was like, I don't know if I can. Like, I just got into this new relationship, adult life. I get it. It's hard. Like, this is just what everyone does. Like, I was like really about to just fall into the rat race. Pandemic happened, had so much self-reflection. I was like, this is morbid. But I think a lot of creatives actually felt this way because there was this whole renaissance, I feel like, that happened after 2020. Like, shit, I could go outside, go to Trader Joe's, and I could get this disease. And I could... Like die. Trader Joe's. I like, like that. That's what you're thinking. That, of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go out and get groceries, you so gotta get go. it from Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Like, man. I need my pepita salsa. I you need know? my ube mochi ice cream. <laughs> man. I'd be pissed if I got it at Food Max. <laughs> right. I'm not risking my but, life at Food Max. But at Trader exactly. Joe's, I'd risk it. I'd, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm already risking my life at Food Max in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By anyways, stamp. like By grocery out, outlet, bargain market. Like, no, it's for Trader <laughs> Joe's. Yeah. I would. I mean. Specifically, the one in Davis, too, was a so good good one. It's a good one. But, and so anyways, after that, I just was like, OK, well, this is the time to do it. And I'm home anyways. I have music that I have just been sitting on, lamenting over when I can release it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it takes $20 for me to re- upload a song, literally. Wow. It just takes $20. And I was like, OK, I have $20. Mm-hmm. Let me just do it. It was more the idea of like me saying, I'm an artist. That took a while yeah. to own. You know, it's like, I'm a singer. I kind of write, like I was very not confident in my writing skills at that time. Um, I connect with that. You know, but it's just just something that you get better at over time and you learn from other people. And like now I can say like I'm very confident writing and I like love my writing style and there's so much more to like learn and stuff. But yeah, yeah, 2020 was the year that like this next chapter. I mean, I was already able to see the growth in playing because today I played back to back. Oh, wow. Back Oh, wow. Which I still love. <laughs> oh, thank you. And then Enchantress. Yeah. And I'm like, the, you could see the growth. Yeah. And you could see the confidence in yourself as a singer. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, and it's, this is coming from me. Uh, and I, I'm at that stage where I'm like, I'm a singer. I've written about like a bunch of half songs that, you know, I just put away that I'll never put out. But, but why not? Um, it's, is half. it because you're writing? Is it, is it more <laughs> cathartic for you, like writing, or is there like an intention of ever wanting to release music? Like, I'm, I'm, there is. Okay, there truly is. Um, one of it is trying to find my voice. Yeah, and what that is because uh, um, Alejandro knows me as this vocalist that sings a lot of like crooner songs. Mm. You know, I sing a lot of oldies and yeah. whatnot. But then you don't uh, know what I know. Uh, but that's exactly what it is, right? But I know that's what you're good at. But, but then, if you shift the placement a little bit, mm. then I could be more of like a, a like an R and B type mm-hmm. of voice, right? Yeah. And so, trying knowing that I'm somewhere in the middle is still co- some sort of vocal identity crisis. Sure. 
And I don't want to put something out that's not me. Also, I've said this on uh, our previous episode with Selena Soberall. I said that I, it's easier for me to write when I'm hurt. Yeah. But life is kind of good right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm recently engaged with my fiance. Yes. Got a ha- so I'm just like, man... I can't write a sad song right now because I, well, I do I have to think about like my first crush that didn't like me back. Just right, you're just in a different a, phase. Just lock yourself in a room, light a single candle, turn all the lights off, <laughs> grab your pen, grab some paper. Or how about this? Uh, see what happens. Take a bath. Take a bunch of lewds. Oh, I'm, I, you know I'm advocating for you <laughs> to take a, a question, bath. We have sure. a question. Yes. Do you take like, do you take baths like in a bathtub? Are you, are you a bath girl? Are you just like shower? I don't have time for a bath. I, the only time I ever really took a bath was when I was living in Seattle. And like my boyfriend, who I'm still with, we were living together at the time and he loved baths. And so we like he introduced me to the bath and I just was like, cool. And we had a nice tub and it was our first time. We we knew we were the first people to ever live in that apartment. So there was like a sense of security of like no one else has just been, you know, in here like that. And so, yeah, but ever since then, I've just like I now have like a stand in shower. Mm -hmm. So I just don't. Might as well. Well, let's list out the factors as to why I don't enjoy t- the idea of a bath yeah christian doesn't like to feel like soup yeah that's a thing I get that. yeah what's the thing people say like you're just bathing in your own filth yeah i mean how gross are you, are you pig pen no i'm not i'm not, so pig pen not Charlie bathing Brown. in your own filth then. but just the idea and also he told me this he said that people that take baths usually just end up taking a shower afterwards yeah okay so i feel like a bath it's not a time sensitive thing in my perspective is like not like a cleaning activity no it's a relaxation activity yeah. so like to combat the bathing in your own filth thing you take a shower before Ooh. you rinse off right like you're not washing your hair like because i think being having wet hair like for me like i have like a shit ton of hair so uh-huh. it would just be like uncomfortable to sit in like that um so yeah you rinse off and then you get the bath running and then you put like your essential oils or your bath bombs if you're into that i just do essential oils and then then it's like okay bath i just get to sit fun. here and then i'll put on like this is oh my god i don't know why like we bring like the laundry basket over and then we would watch um steph curry he had like this like huh? facebook series are you guys warriors <laughs> fans at yeah all? Of course. okay cool oh my god tom brady also did it too it's like coming in coming in coming in hot coming in it was like that was the intro song uh-huh but anyways we would just sit in the tub and like watch that and just be like oh we love stuff and i use that it's like going to a spa yeah understood you yeah. you have it as this activity yes more so okay that makes sense however this let me combat sure. uh <laughs> let me combat you at this point yeah so I'm ready. put up your dudes up you could do all of that on a couch with a nice throw and a cup of coffee or a night, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And they're dry afterwards. You could go to sleep. Of course. But, you know, don't you want to get fun and naked? I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that sounds fun. I'm a big man. <laughs> that sounds man. fun. It does sound fun. I'm a big it man. Thought. It's, it's always one of those things where it's like, this is a great idea. And then you get out of the tub and it's just a little too cold. Yeah. yeah, and there's only one towel, and then you're just like, "Are you done with the towel yet?" And and it's like, I'm, I'm, now I'm, you got a wet towel. Hor- I have horrible yourself. luck. I could, I might slip on tile, and I might. I'm very scared of that. This is only coming up because Christian just moved into this house. Yes, and he has an incredible bathtub Thank in the you. master bathroom. And I was like, uh, I was like, "Have you taken a bath in there?" And I know Christian doesn't like baths. I know, so I'm not trying to be like, "You should well join the dark side, <laughs> Luke." Like that's not what I'm trying to do at all. But my point was like. Don't you want to plug something into the, every single outlet? Don't you want to like poop in every toilet and like yeah. you should take a bath in your bathtub in your brand new home? Which which is my point. 
Yeah, it'll eventually again, happen. I know I'm not going to convince you. And I think the thing that's different of when you have like a bathtub that's in a separate space outside of your shower, mm-hmm. it makes it so much more enticing to want to use it because yes. your feet have never been on the on the floor before. Mm. Like it's like it feels more clean. It's like that's just for like adult. a bathing. It's an adult bathroom. It's yeah. an adult bathroom. Yes. And so like, and you don't have to worry about something falling on your head. I don't know. I'm like, I have irrational fears about like the shower. Yeah, thing. that would like, be The shower head falling on yeah, your face? Yeah, I don't know. I have like very irrational fears a lot of the time. That's pretty irrational. That's not like final destination irrational. <laughs> but like, that's like, <laughs> you d- sure. You, like, you have to unscrew it a lot to even get it to a I point know. where it'd be loose. Yeah, how well, loose true. is your shower head? Well, like, it's like, okay, not like the ones that are stuck to the ceiling, but you know, like the ones with the cords. The ones. Like the, the oh. movable ones. Like what if that just like Fell. 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 Hey, I guess it could happen. It could. Uh, like, chances are like less than 1%. I mean, but people, yeah. To, I guess to count, like, I love sitting on the couch and I love having a throw and I love having just like a cup of tea or like a coffee or like a whiskey. You know what I nice. mean? And watching something. So that is what I'm going to do like 98% of the time. Sure. However, if I had like a really gorgeous tub that didn't have all the safety hazards, Boom. that is only used for bathing lounging, lounging. no kids allowed no yeah no yeah. kids allowed <laughs> dogs maybe i don't know um and uh that's a tough that's a tough one that's but a tough yeah, one yeah. yeah um and i think like maybe two percent of the time do you have like um is there something that you feel strongly about in the sense that like how we just spoke about this is there like a weird rule that you have in your living space yes what? no sand allowed no sand no. okay yeah. so this don't you is... live in santa monica exactly <laughs> so how do you keep that up um, by being sweeping? really annoying to people who come into my house after the beach, like uh, yeah. m- namely my boyfriend. Can we try this? Let's be, let's, uh, let's be people coming from the beach. Yeah. And you just invited us to your place yeah. to like, you know, wind down and let's see, let's see, let's act this out. Anusha, thanks for like, uh, having us over. Oh man, I'm so sandy. <laughs> so sandy. <laughs> um, Hi, Christian. Thanks for coming by. I'm so happy to have you. Um, would you mind just like stepping outside and I'll take your shoes and we can just like leave them out. I just, yeah. I'm like really, I could just get really like, you know, sand is really dirty and I just don't want it in, in the house. Like, would you mind if you just took your socks and shoes off? Yeah, and, like, no, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just like, let me just pat myself out here. <laughs> oh, I don't mind at all. Alex, do you mind? I mean, no, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know at this point just go do, do, do your thing um i do you want to tell do you want to take a shower you know wow i really you, you know? are literally being pig pen in this moment though <laughs> you are actually being pig pen in this moment i would take a bath yeah well, at that point at if that i'm sandy moment, i'll take well, a bath we'd, we'd hose you down before we let you in buddy. literally you. well so this is the thing i would change in the scenario okay right what? So she you would, would invite text strangers me. over. You would be like, yeah, total strangers. <laughs> um, you would be like, oh, Anusha, we're on our way. And I'm like, are you walking or are you driving? And then you'll mm. be like, oh, I'm, we're, we're in the car. I'm like, okay, I have like five minutes. So then what I would do is I'd like kind of stand outside my door. <laughs> and then before you Guard. come in, I'd be like, oh my gosh, great. And we have like kind of like a patio set in like the front area. Yeah. And so I'd just be like, oh, like let's chill here and then I'm like oh we're a no shoes household like do you mind just like taking them off here yeah. and like I would I would do the same thing and then kind of doing that I'll be like them. I do this really annoying thing like when Ash comes my boyfriend's name I'd be like he loves the beach and he always comes home sandy and I just kind of make him do this whole thing where I take he takes his shoes off and okay. he has to like brush them off and the, the socks and then so we would get through all of that before and I would do it in kind of like a funny quirky way <laughs> and be like oh come in I'll get I'll make you a cup of coffee or chai whatever you want like thank you for you know just dealing with me being annoying and then you'd be like, oh, 
That's adorable. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You wouldn't even notice that you just went through like a detoxification to get in. I manipulated you into doing it. You're smart. You're good at what you do. (laughs) You said, let's chill here for a little bit. Let let me make you a cup of coffee. You know what's funny? What's what I do to my boyfriend all the time. I make him take all of his clothes off and change them. He puts on a robe and then I scrub him down real quick before we come in. Uh, And then uh, I give him clean clothes that I've cleaned and sanitized. Mm -hmm. Then when he comes out, he goes into an airlock chamber (laughs) where we spray him with Purell <laughs> that's been mystified uh, and then once he comes out I slap him down with some lotion because he gets really dry sometimes uh, and it's just really fun so if you guys want to do it yeah then and I'll let you in the house for some coffee yeah. for some coffee that's <laughs> exactly it. But oh shit look at the time I feel that completely uh, because sand sucks yeah it's I'm, the worst I'm almost anti-beach because of the sand same it's fun for a little bit but and I think there's something subconscious uh, within me because I, my parents were trying, my mom specifically did not want me to be as dark as I am. Mm, yeah, and I get that. she Same. would hate me that too. I would be out for so long. And I used to love the beach. I used to love Waterworld. Oh. And I'd come back like. Waterworld? Waterworld. <laughs> you said Waterworld. A waddle, place waddle. where people waddle. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I got really, I would get really dark, almost a purplish tint. Yeah. Yeah, and my sunburn. <laughs> my mom, and now it's like instilled within me. Even though it doesn't matter, right? Like it really doesn't. Colorism matter. can just run in really deep. I feel like it runs it, really. Yeah, it's hard to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like when it's still being promoted. Uh, yeah, your pigmentation is like dictated by your nipples. What? Your pigmentation <laughs> of your skin is dictated by your nipples. But why? That's where like all your pigments are stored when you're like a little fetus. Okay. It all comes from your nips. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, this is I'm just basing it off Science. of this. Whatever the color of my... It's like, anyway. Like, like your skin color, your nips are darker, right? Yeah, that's how it is. Because that's where all your pigments are stored. That's the pigment factory. Oh, then they put it in little, whoa. like, I assume trucks, and they truck it down to the rest of your skin. Uh-huh. They didn't teach us that in no. cell bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that a lot of... a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what? Hey, just the internet. They didn't teach that in, to me in class either. <laughs> what are you typing in? Like, What are nipples for? Why do men have nipples? That's what I originally... That's how I got there. Okay. I started with why do men have nipples? That makes sense. You know, and then they go and then, well, why does anyone have nipples? And then it's like, I mean, thanks for the fun fact. I don't know if I'll repeat this fact. <laughs> It'll just never a casual come up again. conversation. It will yeah. never. Um, but yeah, my mom would. She used to get me skin whitening products. Yeah. Bleach. Like uh, sheep placenta soap, and I'm not lying. Like the 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 main ingredient in this orange soap was sheep placenta. How does that Dang. smell? I just I don't know I can't remember. Does it make you smell better, or do you have to use other soap after to smell better? Probably other soap after, but like we I didn't use it. Fair and lovely. Them. That was the thing in India, fair and like and they would. You, my mom would get that. Oh, for that's me. like a brand. It was like a brand. It's like a cream. Wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Isn't that insane that it exists though? Because it, in yeah. the Philippines, it's like the those who are famous, those that are depicted mm-hmm. um, on screen, they have a lighter, they have yeah. a lighter complexion. 100%. That's true with every culture. They all look as American as possible, yeah. though. British. British, it's colonialism. That's well, maybe is. in India, yeah, it's British, but here in America, everyone wants to be American. Yeah, that's true. That's like all, right. like all the Mexican stars, all, all stars of Mexican, like Latin culture and stuff like that. They all like. They're also. They all tend to look a little bit lighter. Like they're. They don't look like the mestizos that are growing up in you know Mexico mm-hmm. and shit like that. But I think we're coming with like the pendulum slowly coming with the pendulum swing. Where yeah. Oh uh, no, white people as a whole are going to be gone in like forty years. They're just no more white people. There, everyone's going to be some sort of brown. Some sort of mixed yeah. at some point. Or like Polish or something. And you're just like I guess that's white. It's I don't know it was it was crazy though like I I I don't know because I grew up in the seventh grade I moved to Benicia so okay. very similar to Danville it's like a very uh, affluent uh, white prevalent town yeah 
And I literally my first day, I got so many looks because of the way that I looked. Damn. And uh, that was like such a weird thing to get yeah. used to. But you to. also got a standing ovation. What do you mean? <laughs> I came in. Benicia's first brown person. Welcome. He's so brave. <laughs> he's he's Look so at brave. That man. Wow. Oh god. Man, you in, did it. Oh, in two thousand and five, he's walking into this classroom. Oh shit, he's sitting oh. down in our class. Oh fuck. Oh shit. Oh man. Okay. Crazy. All right, stop clapping, guys. Sit down. <laughs> um, but it's as you get older, like it, it everything comes more diverse, and like we saw that in in college and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Um, to go back to you, you got out of Greek life. Yes. Went into acapella. Yes. Was there like a changing factor, or was there like a factor? Just like I gotta, I can't do it. About about Greek life or about joining? Why I joined acapella? Yeah. Oh, was there like an overlap? Were you doing both at the yeah, same yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up doing Greek life for all of college. Um, I debated dropping multiple times and like almost did. Um, I but I, I just ended up staying in it. And my I changed what I decided was to change my relationship with Greek life and mm -hmm. just being like, I don't know, it's the social hierarchy, some of the things like the clicks and stuff. I would just really let it get to me when honestly it wasn't that deep and so um i started to change that and then i was like this is just like a part of my life and it's fun while i'm in it but i again was looking for something with soul right i was yeah. like there was nothing really enriching me and so and i molly was in it and um spokes was the only group in the spring of 2015 so i was a freshman um that was having spring auditions and i was like i just want to do something now i want to join a group now i want to feel that kind of camaraderie i want to feel like i want to have music in my life again mm -hmm. because i'd been singing my entire life until then like i started in carnatic music when i was south indian um uh, like classical vocal music when i was like 3 wow. and then i did like middle school choir um all while doing carnatic music and then in high school i stopped carnatic music but i was in like uh, my high school choir and a high school choir was actually like really competitive and it was mm. like, really intense and that was like a really big musical foundation for me um and then to go to college and all i was like i was listening to music but i wasn't singing at all um and i was like i just want to get in like kind of like a team singing thing again yeah. and so the spokes and you know molly and Mo like molly was like yeah you should audition and i was like okay cool and then she helped me with my audition and what did I you audition with oh my gosh i sang oh, turning tables by adele Dan alive for my like yeah <laughs> and then for my callback because like she she gave me like the little scoop she was just like and she wasn't supposed to but me and molly were like we were best friends and so she was like yeah for your callback do something that like makes you feel like a little bit different reinvent a song in a different way if you're doing a ballad for your audition do something a little more up tempo for your callback and i was like "Ooh, smart and uh i watch a lot of american idol on the voice so like i kind of i had an idea song selection is very important so i actually did a version of um oh my god what's that drake song let's go on we're going home achy breaky mm. heart yeah no. <laughs> oh my gosh we're coming home ah uh, just hold on we're coming home i think, I think yeah. that's what it's called it's a long title but you you uh auditioned with that I auditioned with callback. that as my callback and then I just remember walking in feeling like quite intimidated again because the, the spokes were I like I hadn't gone to any of the shows yet I was like a really bad friend I wasn't supportive at all mm. um, but then I just like came in and um, everyone was like super nice but also very distinct in like the space they took up in the room yeah. which felt super different 
to Greek life. Because like when you walk into, like when you're doing recruitment, um, the first thing you see and when you walk in as like a potential new member or PNM as they say, is all these women who are very statuesque and, and like gorgeous and like really, they're all very intelligent and they have their own personalities, but everyone's wearing the same damn shirt mm-hmm. and wearing like, everyone has a dress code and I followed that dress code. You're wearing like the bright pink shirt with the DG letters on it and you're wearing like white shorts and you're wearing like, so you don't necessarily get to see see anyone's individuality because what they're presenting is like we are a house we are a sisterhood and like i get it now but then when you walk into the spokes auditions everyone's just kind of like sharing their personality and like in whatever style or sense that they have and uh i just found that like really awesome and so through spokes not only did i like get to sing and make really great relationships and friendships and think of different songs in different ways and think of arranging and like how it's just like a upstarting group but also to just kind of like own being myself who is Anusha like that constant question like I was just so used to just being like this two-sided person growing up I had my Indian side and then I had like my Danville like white affinite side Uh, and then I like didn't know how to mash together and through spokes I just was like I am all of those things and there's more like I can be all of that and like it was really celebrated because everybody in spokes just I think was so vulnerable just to like be fully themselves and discover themselves in the group that it like almost empowered me to to do that I love that I love that to find individuality within a group is like such a such yeah. a beautiful concept, right? Um, even because even like when we would dress up for gigs, even yeah. though we would have to color coordinate, we still could pick out our exactly. clothes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you got to pick out like wh- how you wanted to style yourself, how like how you wanted your makeup to be, or like oh, anything else, right? It's like as long as you're you know in like you know dark blue and black, or mm-hmm. for for liquid hot plates, or for us, it was like you know very fuchsia pink and and yeah. black. It was like figure out how you want to express it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, what was your favorite song to sing, like amongst the arrangements that you guys oh, had? Oh, that's such a hard question. You guys had like a killer repertoire. Thank I remember, you. like, was it likewise? Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Uh, I believe in was it 2018 or 20? Yeah, in 2018, I think you guys even did uh, an uh, Aaron Allen Kane song. We did bass, bass song, which is recorded on Spotify yeah. too. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So, what was my favorite? Well, so, okay, I also sang bass, um, which is really funny because, like, That's I'm not so a bass. That's so great. That's so cool. And it's it's actually a funny story because when I auditioned, um, I had just, I was a college student. I was not taking care of myself. So I was, like, chronically sick. Mm. And because of that, I had, like, a bad, like, infection the quarter before. And so my actual vocal range, like, dropped. <sighs> like a few steps and I just thought okay this is my voice now and so I could like hit like some crazy low notes and that was the voice I auditioned with at the time and Tanya Rodman who was our musical director Mm. literally she was like the one that was like kind of going down the scales and I was singing like all these crazy low notes and she literally like fake fell out of her chair because she was so astonished like how is this like tiny Indian girl singing like Mm -hmm. these hella low notes like she everyone was confused but also I think like impressed and I think was part of the reason why I got into the group because it's hard to find like women who can like sing with that like kind of low resonance so I got in and then we never like did voice parts again we (laughs) never like retested for voice parts so like which I actually think that we should have done because I think towards the end I like my voice kind of started to bounce back back to it's Mm -hmm. like actual range I was like stretching to sing the notes and we would be recording 
And the producer who's recording us was like, okay, sing the note. And I'm like, I'm singing it. And he's like, you're hitting it, but you're not singing it. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? Is that what it is? And Uh he was like, no, like you need to have the tone with it. And um, that's when I was like, okay, I don't think I should be a bass anymore. So the whole reason I bring that up is because bass parts typically, um, are you, you're a tenor. I'm a tenor. You're a tenor, right? Okay. So you get the fun parts. Like, and (laughs) I got really fun parts. You got really fun parts because they move and they feel like you're kind of moving somewhere. And bass is such an important part, especially on cappella arrangement, because they like just kind of they're the heartbeat of keeping everything moving outside of the percussion um but they don't really move that much Mm -hmm. right because again you're just like that spine holding everything together um but i i feel like one of my favorite songs to perform um was diva we did that my first year in the group taylor muldrow was like our incredible taylor muldrow yes impeccable yeah another reason why you guys were so intimidating because like oh and each every each of you guys were able to really throw it down. Yeah. So continue, We had some amazing singers, Mm -hmm. like amazing solo singers who also really knew how to blend. And like, I just feel like it was, I'm so grateful to have been part of that group because I learned a lot like vocally and even in singing through like amazing vocalists like like Taylor and um, and like Miranda Stever who was like oh, a senior when I was mm-hmm. a freshman and so many other people. Um, but yeah, that was really fun because it was just like we're taking like a, a pop bless song you. that has, yes, bless you, sorry, I'm so rude. Uh, <laughs> bless you, man. <laughs> Don't let it happen again. <laughs> yeah, excuse me? Um, I'm a diva here. I've seen yeah, that again. Please see yourself yeah. um, And that like, I feel like acapella songs, the, the rep that you get is you kind of do things that feel a little vintage, that feel like, I don't know. And Diva is like completely the opposite of that. Like, how are we going to do an arrangement of this? Mm -hmm. And Tanya, who's like a genius, she was like our arranging genius. She did a really cool version of it. Um, And that was really fun. Like, do, 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 do. Wow. Like, you know, so... It was really fun. And there's so many other great songs, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Do you have like uh, your favorite moment of performing? Because like I could think I could think of one for myself. Ooh, I want to hear yours. Mine was probably like during uh, ICCAs. So ICCAs for the listeners out there stands for uh, International Collegiate Competition of Acapella. I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, which is actually uh, depicted in Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I mean, that's how I know it. Crazy. Uh, yeah. So exactly that. The the beginning. I think that was the ICCAs where. Yeah. Uh, the girl throws up at the beginning of Pitch Perfect. We don't have the fun announcers, though, which would no. have made it so much better. No, it's just really but tense. It's just so freaking tense. So tense. Like, you could hear the drop of a needle. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but my favorite moment was, like, I finally got a, a big solo in the Liquid mm. Outplay. And uh, Cole Hoffberg, who was the arranger, he had, so talented. He had uh, arranged a, a rendition of uh, Cocoa Butter Kisses oh, by Chance yeah. the Rapper. And so I was good. like, man, I got I, man, I was able to get this solo somehow. And looking out at one of the biggest crowds that I've ever been able yeah. to perform for were like I'm starting off like at the same time as as the group. Yeah. And just to kind of like you know when you find that pocket when like you're so nervous right up until the moment you just feel comfortable and like I got it. Yeah. I I got oh. it. Like oh like I'm in the I'm 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 in the zone. I'm just gliding now. Yeah. yeah. So that moment, and there was another moment I had performed at the at UC Berkeley's. Uh, what's the all female group? The uh, Golden Overtones. Yes, they the threw Overtones. something there. Yes, um, and I had co-arranged my first arrangement with uh, with Zach, part of the uh, uh, Afterglow, and we had done like a, a rendition of Pony. Oh and yeah. 
What a Girl Wants by Christina Aguilera. And it was we were nervous because we were I don't know what happened, but when we were practicing it outside, we were all just like, I don't know, we're like not blending right. These chords are weird. Um, let's just see what happens. And so we went up there and we saw we there's like a YouTube video of it and like just being like so scared and then once uh i just fell into it yeah. like and it's and my eyes were closed and i could feel it and there's a moment where you could feel the energy yeah. of the audience yes and like we're together yes. like and even just like the small little woos and the claps and like i don't know like when you hit that note there's yeah. something that is irreplaceable about that feeling of being a performer 100 percent. yeah i get like tingles like even hearing you talk about that. it's such a irreplaceable passion yeah. Yeah. and now you get to you get to do that yeah so like I'm so i feel like so blessed yeah. have you had moments like that since as a solo artist yeah yeah which Please has been expand. it's like i get chills and that's why i'm like i make like my palms are getting sweaty because like that's why i do music mm -hmm. like that's why i was like i i couldn't not live with ever not having feeling that again mm -hmm. like it, that was like a big reason why I was like, I'm a performer. I felt that kind of power. It's like power yeah. when you get to be in front of a stage and command sure. it like that and command the people behind you and you feel like you're a team in a unit, but you're also just like channeling an energy with all the other people that are in that space with you, like all the listeners, everybody there. And um, it's just, it's so freaking cool. So I think like for my acapella moments that made me really feel affirmed in that is... Um, I th oh my gosh, it, it kind of always happened when I had like a solo because I just felt like so much of like I'm the quarterback right now, yeah. right? Um, and there's like two moments. I think the first one was when I sang Greedy at Halcapella. Yeah. Greedy! Boy, you give me feelings never felt before. I'm making it obvious, but I'm not gonna let you do. I know I'm coming tonight. You know I'm coming tonight. Don't want to deny it anymore. Oh, baby. And that was, I think, the last song that we did in our set. Um, of our Halcapella and, and it's just like this Halcapella was our Super Bowl and as I mentioned earlier it was like mm -hmm. so I did I slept for like two hours the night before we're hosting people that are coming in from out of the state like it's just wild we spend like there's like a tiny student discount for like hosting it but we spent $25,000 on booking it for one Holy night crap. you know after we pay student tuition but it's someone's it's, wedding it's fine <laughs> literally um, and we end up like breaking even and using the profits to you know, fund our recordings and put it on Spotify oh. and getting it. So it's a, it's really awesome. I, I'm like so happy that we got to do that. But 
for that experience, I had sung Greedy all year. It was the first song that we had learned. It was um, kind of like my senior solo song. And it's Greedy by Ariana Grande originally. Mm-hmm. And Taylor arranged it. And she literally was like, I wrote this, you know, thinking of you in mind for the oh. soloist, which was so special. Oh. And I feel like I can say it now, four years after I graduated, because like it, it, we are very democratic in how we do solos. Everyone auditions, and then there's almost like rounds, and everyone gets to vote. And then like I end up, you know, and um, I just felt like, yes, I have like a big pop song where I can just do it. And Ariana is like one of my like top three like artists um, that I that I love and super inspired by. And for that last Helicopella, I was like, wow, like this is the last time I'm going to sing this song with like this much of stakes. And I've sung it at ICCAs. I've mm-hmm. sung it at the quad hundreds of times. I'm like sure. I just really want to enjoy it. And um, I just I – just, felt the energy we walked on and I was I remember just also really feeling myself because I was just wearing this like (laughs) sheath dress type of thing that like caught it like it was like you know halfway off my calf and I just felt really good and strong and like sexy and just like powerful in that outfit with like my pink heels and um I was just like, this is the moment and I'm here with my girls and like with all my seniors who we've been together for a few years and with Amanda, who's like my ride or die, shout out Amanda Beardsley, like she's an actress in LA and just like killing it. And she was started acting and like pursuing that journey before I made the leap as like a musician. And um, she's been a huge inspiration and we've been like driving each other. But like, I just remember walking on stage opens and everyone well, all you see is the silhouettes because we had like pink lighting Ugh. in the background and we're you guys all are so cool yeah <laughs> you guys just... are so cool uh, <laughs> and i just felt the screams and i just was like we were all like in our poses and i was like yeah. and everyone just like was like going wild and i was like this is it and i just felt that like energy that electricity and um i was so proud my parents were there all my college friends that were like right or die so the friends who come to acapella shows are really the true homies mm-hmm. um and I just, I just felt it, and I loved the song, and just was having fun. It's funny when I look back at the video, like I see, I hear all these like imperfections and whatnot. But in the moment, I just was like, I like smashed that, and everyone killed it, and I was just so happy. So that was an electric moment. Um, and I think the first time I felt that, um, the other time was right before we did our ICCA set. Um, in Portland my sophomore year we had like a group and I was like the baby of the group and mm-hmm. um we were had we had made it to the second round I think is the semifinals yeah and um like I, I hadn't done competition before and we were just like figuring it out and um we did a ver- like one time um I think Marion Hill originally sings that and Cassie Jensen was singing the solo on it and Anya Stewart has this crazy beatbox line in it if like and she won an award for it at that show so cool. and that was really cool as like being a part of an ensemble and being a part of a team and just like us just really feeling locked in for that performance and it it just it just smashed so that was like another moment and I guess how that's translated um into like my professional career as like Anusha Savi and solo artist is I did a performance at the end of this like songwriting program that I was a part of called LA Academy for Artists and Music Production down in Santa Monica it's run by Stargate Mm -hmm. who are like iconic producers so cool um i remember the show stargate atlantis <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Um, it's a, I actually haven't, is it a movie? That's a movie, right? I think it's both. I think it's both. <laughs> I, I still get to watch it, but I just know the two Norwegian dudes who are Stargate. Um, and they had like a showcase at the end of the year at the Peppermint Club, which is like a really cool venue down in Los Angeles. And everyone who wanted to perform got to sing one song. And I sang Marigold because I made Marigold mm-hmm. at LAMP under their mentorship um, with Jonathan Singletary and Lydia Samuel, who co-wrote it with me. Um, and I I was really privileged because they gave me like the second to last spot in the entire show. Wow. And wow. like. Good spot. Good spot. Good spot to be and in. And I came into LAMP like very similar to kind of I think the position that you're in as like a writer and artist like trying trying to find my voice yes I'd put out a few songs but it wasn't like all R&B like that kind of vibe was the songs that like I grew up singing or like that I wanted to make it just kind of like fell into making songs in that vibe but I was like I want to be a pop girl Mm -hmm. I want to be a pop R&B powerhouse vocalist singer like I just want to I just want to take up that space like Greedy did and um, Marigold was like one of the first songs I wrote that really felt like that so I ended up performing it and what was wild is I was like actually really nervous before that performance but it's like the easiest crowd right it's like all of my peers Mm -hmm. and we've just gone through this thing where we are like spending 80 hours in the studio together every week like we have a really close bond my family's there and um, I was still really nervous. So what I did is I got on stage and I needed to calm down my breathing because mm-hmm. I like didn't have a moment to take a breath. So I literally was like, okay, everybody, I just really want to say I love you. And I was like, I want you to go to the person next to you and say I love you. And they were like, I love you. Uh-huh. And I was like, everyone just take a deep breath with me, <laughs> which was like, I was like feeling like so like, am I just being like a pseudo yogi doing this? <laughs> like, am I disrespecting my own culture? But I was like, you know what? I need to take a breath. And I'm sure everyone else here also needs to take a breath mm-hmm. just to like acknowledge like, what we've gone through and like the celebration of this night because none of us are all going to be in a room like this together. So I made everyone take a few deep breaths and what was actually wild is everyone did it. You know, I was like, okay, everyone in and out. One more. It, and everyone was doing it. And I was going to do it with you right there. Right? I was just like, that's... <laughs> and then I was like, is everyone ready to hear Marigold? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's hit it. Incredible. And the band that was playing behind me was the band that I've been playing all my LA shows with. They're all also from LAMP. And um, it was just like really awesome because I felt locked in with them because they they were performing with artists who they'd never performed with before and they like knew the songs and stuff but I just felt like really in command and I was like I walked off and so many people I, I just felt like freaking awesome doing yeah. it and then a lot of people came up to me they're like we see it like we see it tour from Stargate was like you have it and I just was like that was the biggest form of affirmation I could get from somebody like that who I look up to a lot and like he's worked with like Rihanna and Beyonce and like you know all these crazy people who I look up to so to hear that from him was like okay I made the right decision and so that performance and like not every single performance is going to be like that you know hopefully my performance tomorrow feels like that and um I'm excited. I'm nervous because it's hometown and, and whatnot. Yeah. But like, I think having those experiences in college and like singing with that group in front of my peers and just that like it, it fueled the passion of like, OK, I can do this. Mm-hmm. That's what I crave in life. So I'm just going to go for it. What you also have on top of the the raw talents of being a, a classically trained, a South Indian classically trained vocalist is that like you running your business and having the help of like really good people in the industry, you, you're building a brand, mm-hmm. which is yeah. something that you, you need to kind of power, to power like what you're doing, right? Yeah. 
And I think you're doing it the right way. Ever since like your aesthetic um, <laughs> and uh, uh, who you do it with and like the sound and like how your your culture is so intertwined with with your identity is intertwined with a genre that you also want to do, yeah, right? Yeah. Desi pop and R&B. Yeah. Impeccable. And the fact that you found your voice at like at such an early time and so good. Thank you. I appreciate you like noticing that mm -hmm. and like calling that out. It's something that we as artists like agonize over, you know, and like trying to figure out like, who am I constantly? How do I want to present myself to the world? How do I present myself authentically mm -hmm. while also creating something that feels like it's weird. It's like the artists I look up to are they're somewhat aspirational. There's something, there's a quality about them. Like I kind of want to be like them or I pull inspiration from them or they give me strength. Their songs give me strength, something like that. And I was like, as Anusha Savi, who's different from Anusha Suresh, the mm -hmm. human being, mm -hmm. like how do I bridge that and also like still bring myself to it? So it means a lot that you're like, it's working. <laughs> yeah, you found, you found the happy marriage that some people struggle with for like decades, you know? It's mm. like, it's 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 really a beautiful thing to have seen until like have noticed it from afar. Like even though like I I did I, even though we were acquaintances and yeah. we didn't really have like a heart to heart or anything. Like I was like I was like hell yeah Anusha Thanks. hell yeah for Thanks, doing that, Anusha. especially during like a, uh, a a time where creatives were feeling very deprived. Yeah, you know we were I feel lucky because we started this podcast in 2019 right before mm. the whole thing. Yep. And uh, but it was still also weird that like we didn't really have guests on. We had to like really check in with each other. Like, OK, who have we seen? Like, have you like uh, like are you feeling OK? Yeah. Right, are we yeah. going to do this? OK, let's meet up. But like we're really going to be the only people that we see in our yeah. families. And that's a tough thing to do. Completely. And having to step away because of that, <clears throat> because of COVID, my uh, acapella group levels of vocal expression, the five piece vocal band yeah. that I had, we we have taken the longest hiatus that we've ever had Yeah, because we have a member, our soprano uh, was uh, facing long-term effects of COVID. Shoot. Yeah. She got OG COVID. That's why. And, uh, it's not fun. Crazy. Um, and she got that. And then like, so come 2021, like when a little people are boosted and it's like the regulations are a little lighter, we were ready for gigs, but couldn't do it because yeah. we were missing a person. And I feel like a piece of my heart has just died yeah. because I it's been so long since I've gone on the stage to perform. Yes, I've done like uh, I, I did like a karaoke thing in like Vegas and like I <laughs> still make singing covers yeah. and whatnot. But that passion that I once felt that you said is electric, that moment of being on stage yeah. when like you everyone's with you, sure. that has been that has been absent for a while. Mm -hmm. Even making a singing cover like the the gratification comes from like the delayed response of like people commenting and all that stuff, which is still weird, right? Yeah. That's just like, that. those are uh, Instagram handles on my screen, on it's my phone It's not the most screen. like organic or natural. Yeah. And I feel like we're trying to no. find ways to make it feel yeah. more organic, but there's some, there's, that will never like replace the feeling you're talking mm -hmm. about when you're like just in a room, everyone is just tapped into the same wavelength and just super present, Yeah, you know? And so... I, I, do you want to do more live gigs? Like I would love to do more yeah. live gigs. Yeah. I but I have to write my own music and then I mean I'd have to figure it out. Uh but I just want to feel that passion. I just want my heart to be full. I I've said this on like an episode like maybe over a year ago, but sure. um there was a cover that I did of uh You Don't Know Me by Ray Charles and mm. I posted it on Instagram. And I remember before before posting it, before even like uh mixing it on my own laptop, yeah. um I it was like 
two or three in the morning and my I was still living at my parents at the time and my mom walks in super tired. I'm like, hey mom, like check it out. Like I I, I recorded my first cover in a while. Mom, she's like, this. what's it up? Like it's I said it's always oh, by Ray Charles. Oh, I love that song on that. And then um I she sits down and uh and this is this is a feeling that I want to forever chase. And this has only been uh this was given to me by just one individual. Yeah. Right? And once I played it, there's like a moment in the bridge, like uh, where I sing like "Fraid and Shy." Mm. That part, um, gorgeous. And I, I just see my mom, like she's like not, she's like tired, but her eyes are closed. But like I could see her just, um, like loving it. Yeah. And it's like the most wholesome love. And like, God. And the last time I talked about this, I like oh, I teared up too. Yeah. But I'm so passionate about it. But like, it's this whole thing of like. Uh, Wanting to make your parents proud. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, yeah. I could do that without a, <laughs> without a degree, without a piece of paper that says biochemistry. Yeah. I was able to do that in, from this laptop with a microphone, with one of my favorite songs, <laughs> "Singing the World." And <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't know. It's a. That's beautiful. It's something that I'm lacking. Is like being able to do what I love freely and not, and it's a mixture of my imposter syndrome. It's a, mi a mixture of me saying like, Oh, you don't have like a band. You don't have a vocal band to do it. Like you don't write, you, you only do covers and it's a mixture of all of that. But, and it's, it sucks because that's a feeling that I will forever want to chase. And it's like getting a, it's like a tasting a, a, a drug for the first time and like, and you can't get it yeah. anymore. But something, probably one of the proudest moments of my life yeah. is that. And, <laughs> Um, no, it's a, it's a nice moment for you yeah, to have. Yeah. That's, I mean, especially I resonate with that so much because especially parents who they find value more in the other things, the scholastic things, the job things, like all of that stuff for you to have that special moment with your mom. I know you said it was just one person, but it's like probably the most special person sure. yeah. to get that affirmation in someone who's just like probably so proud of you yeah. in that moment being like, wow, my son just moved me mm -hmm. and like it is it's so beautiful I was getting emotional as you were saying that because like I think I've yet to fully have that sure. moment with my parents and um it's like it's it's crazy but I think one thing that you said though like the imposter syndrome yeah. like the feeling like I can't because I don't have all of these things and um I used to feel that so much i'm like what do i have like a few songs like it was always like i had something but it wasn't an, it was never enough and i just feel like if you're an artist like even me right now right like four months ago i graduated lamp and i was like i don't have a manager i don't have a label like i don't have nothing like some people are getting publishing deals and all this stuff like i should i just quit should i just go back to accenture like should i go back to like my job and i was like quite low and depressed and um talking to a lot of creatives about it. And there are people who ha were quote unquote more successful or just further along in their yeah. career, had had some of those things. And they were like, well, I don't have this, this and this. And I was like, wait a minute. All of us just like sometimes feel like we don't have enough when we actually do. And like there's, what am I trying to say here? It's just like the fact that you can sing those cover songs so beautifully and it moves them that's something special and something to continue and like you 
like that's how Jacob Collier started. Yeah, that is. Do you true. know what I mean? Like I was just listening to him on a podcast yesterday. He was on Rick Rubin's podcast. Wow. And oh. he literally was just I think he became like he had his like moment where he had like I guess public the public got to know him because he did a version of Don't Worry About a Thing by Stevie mm. Wonder and familiar with that cover you know yeah. it's amazing and he just was like so enthralled by like music theory and how music worked but he'd like never really written a song and he had all this acclaim and he was like I don't know how to like write though and then he like someone who I'm like he's a savant he's changing western music da 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 and then he just was like well I just decided to sit and do everything everything by myself where there's other people who will like literally like hire everybody to do it and they're all great pads and they're all very valid but like the fact that you have the ability to just with your voice and with your passion you're able to channel whether it's a song somebody else wrote or like yours like I just think it's it's really special and like I guess everyone's you're not alone I guess is what I'm trying yeah, to say yeah. like everyone is doing this like I guess I'm doing this professionally and like I'm like oh I want a big budget so I can like do a big show and like yeah. have the biggest music videos and da 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 but I, there's this like weird faith that I'm like I know I'm gonna get there I love like that. I know I'm gonna get there it's like already happened I just haven't experienced it yet so like I'm just gonna try my best to enjoy this moment right now and like enjoy this phase right now because I'm always going to like look back on it with such like fond memories but then if I'm living it I don't feel fond memories like that's only my loss mm -hmm. right and like I don't want to like sometimes I can feel toxically positive and so there's moments where you just kind of have to feel like yeah but I, I just I resonate with what you're feeling I and like that. like I think it takes a lot of bravery to actually post a song where like you're just singing a cover and you're fully expressing it and feeling mm -hmm. those words and mm -hmm. like yeah I just thank I you love, thank you for sharing that yeah yeah of course of course I thought I was gonna be able to just uh, get through that without any emotion but I it did and uh, thank you for being for uh, for for those kind words and it's not every day that you get to have these conversations with uh, with people that totally understand that way like he and i we understand like that we have our ambitions yeah yeah but i could never post myself singing a song i mean what would you like... mainly because you know my parents hate acapella my uncle died in a very strange acapella accident so my family's been against acapella my whole life oh. and i almost i had the chance to join my my dream team the the 10 men tenors oh, the tenors okay. the tenors i've heard and, of that uh, yeah. yeah i was gonna do my version of uh, no more tears by ozzy osbourne but mm. oh your version maybe yeah. one day one day dude and we'll yeah. post it and we'll record they it they must here. have hated that you hosted you know what they Not they didn't know show. they didn't oh, know it's a yeah. dirty secret so one day just for but all. now like in <laughs> all jokes aside you are truly like chasing your dreams like he's, he's oh, yeah, in, I mean, school I'm in school for school, yeah. digital cinematography wow that's Which amazing is, like, thanks <laughs> and like with that that's like adjacent to like his his your passion as a, in, in your youth was like he wanted to be an actor and this is like this is all like he's studying film now and you're doing yep. the damn thing and i've never been more proud and like i think it's why we like to have creators come onto this show other than the kicks and giggles and we'll make our jokes and yeah. whatnot is that we there's this understanding of like uh, drive and passion and like we sometimes we need a pep talk with each other yeah to kind of keep going it's like the most that's what marigold is about actually yeah. it was like me and lydia who is the only other like she's from new jersey she's malayali christian her parents also immigrated here but she's like fully south asian and she came here and she's like 
had like so many viral moments on TikToks, and she's like, wow. she could read. She has one of those voices, like she could read the phone book, mm-hmm. and like it, I, I would be like, <laughs> yes, take it? all my money. You know, I know the yellow pages. That's she's the harder part. She has to dig through the trash to find it. But she's like literally amazing. And um, but we were at Lamp, surrounded by like all these like incredible artists who like already had their defined brand, and were just like making these like pop hits, like it was easy. And um, me and her hadn't fully like locked in our sound, and but we like had a we had a workshop where like people went up to like talk about their artist statements and stuff. And um, we didn't end up getting both to go up because like time just ran out. But we had both been like writing down what we wanted to say, and both of our like respective like speeches had like um, didn't match anything that we had already accomplished Mm -hmm. at that point like at lamp like our writing styles i was trying to say like yeah like i am like you know a love i'm like a pop r&b girl but i'm also like your desi girl next door you Mm -hmm. know like that's who i am but none of the songs that i'd made like really talked about like how i love concepts of healing and friendship and like evolution and just like complicated love and da 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 and um i literally just like talked to her after and i just was like lydia like I just I'm kind of like kicking myself because I don't feel like anything that I wrote actually matches what I've like done here. And like I just don't even necessarily feel like I belong. Like I I don't match. Like it's just I just was feeling super downtrodden on myself. And she with all of her vocal prowess, she was also feeling the same thing and we both were like there's no executives that look like us that are coming through here there are like there are people who say they like our voices but they're like i don't really know if there's a place for you in the market like like all this stuff like subliminally as well and like we're not like the coolest people like you know like all this all this stuff and um we just had a moment where we had this heart to heart and i was like kind of talking down on myself a little bit like talking myself out of it yeah. and uh, but then she was like no 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 but like I see you and I see how you're doing all these things like your voice is like she's giving me compliments but also being like you matter like you deserve to take up this space and that was really affirming to me and then she was talking about her what she was going through and I did the same thing for her and like that's where the concept of Marigold came about because it's actually like a duet originally. And that's like, it's going to be Love on the EP it. that comes out where like the duet version wow. of wow. like one brown woman talking to another, even though like we come from different parts of the diaspora, we grew up in different parts of the States. We have like our own like internalized like self-hatred that, that we've kind of grown up with or like rules that we're trying to like dismantle and break pressures from family, da, 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 da. Um, but in that moment we were to really be like, there's space for both of us and all of us. Cause sometimes I don't know if you've ever felt like this, either of you, when you're like the only minority in like a creative space, sometimes you're like Ugh. weirdly competitive with other people that look like you. Cause you're like, there's only, they, they can only accept one of us, you yeah. know, like, and I have to be the best one. And it's like weird. And it's like, fuck that like uh-huh. we there's space for all of us because we're all at the end of the day we have shared experiences but we're all like inherently different and so all of our voices deserve to be heard but anyways that like the whole my whole you know point back was we had like a really uh, we had a pep talk but also like a vent session with each other that ended up kind of being the song that gave me my full voice at lamp and like here i am now that's a song that got me like my deal right now mm-hmm. so it's just like beautiful wild like you sometimes you just have to have these conversations cause... you have to we have to see each other yeah we have to see each other because like it's it's hard to like we see we see the same person and we have the same thoughts with resonating within us every single day that's so easy to talk ourselves out of things yeah that is, that could just lead to something beautiful that all it takes is like Alejandro being like, Hey Christian, stop being a dumbass and just like sing that song. Exactly. Go up there. Um, Don't sing the song. 
<laughs> Reverse psychology. I got you. Exactly. Thank you. I got you. Nobody will give you likes. I get the subtext. <laughs> no um, hearts. Funny, funny story. Uh, two days ago, I'm, I'm really trying to do this thing. Like, we're like, just get up and sing, even if it's open mics. Just do it, yeah. like, so that you could do it. Two days ago, I, I was in Nevada, and it was after I got off of work. There was a, a an open mic that they were having, and I got there around like seven p.m. or seven p.m. My friend signed me up at six p.m. and I so I got there on time. I was early on the list, and like I got there, super intimidated. The first guy that was playing was this like very handsome white guy just playing guitar, sounding like John Mayer. And I'm like, oh fuck, 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 fuck. And um, I don't look like him at all, dude. I don't know what happened, but I feel like when you said, "Do you, are you ever the, the only minority in yeah. a group or in a minority in a creative space?" I was literally the only brown person. Oh there. my god! Everyone else there was like an older white person. Nevada. And I don't know what happened, but mm. I, I, uh, the guy eventually started came up to rapping me after two. <laughs> the guy started rapping. No, the guy, uh, the guy in charge of it came up to me. Two hours later, I'd been patiently waiting and yeah. I'd like uh, made sure my name was on the list. And he said, like, hey, man, do you mind going last? And I was like, what? Like, I've been waiting here for like two hours. And he I was like, how many people are going up? And he said, like, well, this this and it was a weird open mic where mm. everyone was performing three or four songs. Oh, OK. Like, it was like a mini set. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And like full bands, everyone had instruments, and like he was like, "This this band's gonna go on for like three or four songs." There, and then there that duo over there, and then that soloist over there, and then a stand-up comic, and then you. Is that fine? And mm. I said, "Nah, man, it's like I'm good." And yeah. then so I left. Yeah. And so my coworkers were telling me, like, "Dude, I think it was because you were you're brown. I I think it's, and I'm it's hard for me to identify yeah. these uh, microaggressions." Yeah. Because I don't want to accept it. However, I do know that it does exist. exist yeah. It truly does exist. Um, but I don't see it all the time because I surround myself with decent humans. Yeah. Uh, it could be that. But like, and that's another example of me trying to put myself out there and trying to do the damn thing, but did not get the opportunity to do so. Because, well, what's the name hey. of the venue? We'll say it out loud. So Hot Monk Nevado. Hot mm. Monk Tavern in Nevado. I will. And Fuck that place. I'm, yeah. I'm truly it's upset. Truly that place. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it does kind of suck. It sucks. And like, pro I mean, props to you for actually just like saying no, mm -hmm. even though that's probably everything. It, like, I think we're almost like coded growing up in Benicia and Danville being like, it's fine. Yeah, sure. Like, I think we're like coded just to be like, it's I'll just take whatever I can get. And like, sure. Do you have this thing where like you grew up too nice? Yeah, 100 okay. percent. And yeah, people would people would think I was fake because I was like too nice. Like, I remember there was one mean girl at school. Um her name was Tiffany. I'm not going to say her last name. But she we'll literally. We'll find her after we'll the show. Her. And she literally <laughs> was so mean to me. And I was like, Fuck why? Like she was like in my friend group, but she would like shun me. And like I would talk to her and she wow. literally wouldn't, she wouldn't respond like that kind of mean girl. Oof. And I was like, I was like trying to ask my friends like do you know why she's like oh she just thinks you're too nice and i'm like oh uh, because i've just been coded by white people to be like yes sir no sir you mm -hmm. know like just being like yes ma'am you know and i was like like no and i'm like i just also want to be like a genuinely nice person but i think sometimes we're just like taught to like take whatever we can like take yeah. the scraps and like just being like and treating everybody with probably more grace than they would give back to us um but over time that makes us feel like tend to being like people pleasers and sometimes doing things that don't actually feel and sit right with us so like 
I just want to commend you for just owning your knowing your worth and being mm. like, I don't need this. Yeah. You guys need me, actually. And you guys will figure that out like later. But like you're not worth, you know, just yeah. me just sitting here and being last like fuck that. It's so. a learned thing. It yeah. really is. And like I have this guy to thank for it because he would just make fun of me. He'd just be like, yo, man, just don't be uh, uh, don't you're being too nice. Put your foot down like it's OK to you don't have to be mean, but just like. Say what you want. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I got to do that because. Yeah. You don't have to be mean, but you don't have to be nice either. Yeah. You don't have to be. You, you, yeah. Especially like, because mm, who, who does it matter for? Right. Right. Because I, and I think it's because I grew up, I grew up a fat kid, a mm. chubby kid, a yeah. brown kid mm-hmm. in, uh, in a predominantly white place. And so I'm trying to fit in somewhere on this, on the social hierarchy. Yeah. Um, and so I was ready to just appease anyone and just say like, yes, I mean, sir. we tried to tell you where to go, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> but what do you mean? We tried where to, to explain to you like, no, buddy, you're right here. This is where you're at. And you're like, no, I'm hanging out with you guys. We're like, fine. No, you said <laughs> this guy. This guy was a bully. And, <gasps> oh, no. Well, I mean, a bunch of people have heard it on this podcast. If they, uh, for the regular Are you Tiffany? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm Christian's <laughs> Tiffany. So really, uh, f- so, so that, you know, he was my seventh grade bully. I came in. And it's oh, because shit. he was okay, low like on the social hierarchy that he was like, wow, fresh meat. Let's make him lower than me so that he could go up. Let's change the target here, guys. Let's, yeah. move, let's move the focus a little <laughs> yeah. bit, guys. There you go. Look at this one. Look at how different he is. Yeah. And so <laughs> he would spread this rumor that I was from the Philippines. And so people would talk to me like very. It wasn't hard. Yeah. Like, hey. Surprisingly easy. I like, how do you like it here? And I'm like, I like You're it. Joking. I like it here. I like I'm when you a lot. It's really Vin- nice here. Cool. And they're like, no, how do you like it here? It like, looks like in America in for States. you. And you're like, it's, it's always been nice. I was born in San Francisco. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, okay, Christian. And I had a slight accent because um, <laughs> I kind of spoke Tagalog and my parents would just say some uh, English words weird. Yeah, you just I grew up in it. What's your story with kind of with that? Well, I didn't even realize I had an accent. Until I was like, because I just wasn't confident speaking English mm. growing up because mm. I grew up in San Ramon, California, like sure. grew up in like literally lived in Danville my entire life. Um, but my parents had a very strict rule that when you're in the house, you only speak Tamil, which is a South Indian mm. language. And like everything we consumed outside of like my dad's 80s pop music collection <laughs> was all Wham. South Indian or North Indian or like it was either mostly in Tamil or in Hindi. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I was the kid who was really good at math in school, but like not English mm. or like, you know, or writing. And then I, because of, of this rule my mom had and neither of my parents were like really, like they're, they can speak English well and all this stuff, but they just, they practiced only outside of the home. Um, and so I remember my middle school, I remember going home and being like, mom, if you want me to do well in core class, I have to like raise my hand and like, at, like answer English questions, but I don't feel confident speaking in English. So we have to like change the no English at home rule. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but then I realized I started to, I just naturally had an accent because I spoke Tamil all of the time, wow. which just has like this different sound. We just pronounce our vowels differently. And so my mouth was just like not equipped to speak in like, like, you know, harsh vowels as we do in English, you mm-hmm. know? And so, um, but I was really self-conscious of that. So it's like wild to also hear that you had a similar experience, you know, and other people would perceive that as like, oh, He's foreign, you know? Yeah, where people in Danville <laughs> pointing out, like, you say that you say that word funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I 
then would like go home and make fun of my parents <laughs> because I was like, because the bullying just <laughs> keeps continuing. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, you know? I make fun of my yeah. parents about it. Right. And like, my mom, but I actually, like, I think I really hurt my mom's feelings once. Oh my gosh. And like, we, I don't know, like, she, the, there's a one word, like, she would say grocery store. Uh huh. Oh, I for see. For grocery uh-huh. store. And then, like, I just think it, things would just naturally come up in conversation with my friends, right? As I was making them finally. And uh, they're like, oh, what are you doing after school? or whatever and I'll be like oh we're going to the grocery store and then they're like what what do you what, what is, is that what is that and I'm like the grocery store like you, don't you go with your parents to like go get fruits and you're vegetables that weird. they're like it's the grocery store and I'm Whoa. like oh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the grocery store that's exactly what and I said and they're being like mom it's the grocery store not grocery <laughs> because we would have to get upset at our parents right because my mom would say word. I did it wasn't this bad that I would say it but she would say appreciate she say appreciate I, I appreciate you. Uh, she say, she says, oh my God, the word beach mm. is the hardest <laughs> oh, thing. She no. was, I don't know what she was YouTubing, but she was, you know, like those 4K, those 4K first person vlogs on YouTube. Yeah. She was watching one about beaches and she was like, I like that beach. Uh, I like all these beaches. And I'm like, mom, you can't, you have to say it differently because people, you can't sand, just say. Do you have to say sand barge? You have to say sand barge. I love this sand barge. I love the sand dunes the in sand this dunes. I like bodies of water. Oh um, just the edges though. Yeah, it's just the edges. And she has like, and she tries to like insult and like tries to be hip. So she says like, oh, that's heck a heck of fun. <laughs> It's heck a heck of fun. And she tried to call me, she tried to call me a son of a bitch one time. Oh, shit. Which is the, of the, you know, that just backfires <laughs> that just to her. Happened. I'm her son. And she called me a Samana bitch. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way you don't know that this is like hilarious. Yes. And like, I'm trying, now this that I'm right. older. This is right. This is how it's said. <laughs> well, now that I'm older, I'm trying to like, she's sensitive. And yeah. so like, I'm trying to just like, okay, Christian. Be cool. Don't make bitch. fun of your mom. Yes, just take whatever she says. But yeah, that's just how it is growing up. It is. But actually, even when you're like imitating your mom, I just feel like it honestly sounds more beautiful. Like it's more pleasing to the ear. It's nice. It it's is. Like, there's something nice. There's something nice about it. Like there's this great Rupi Kaur um, poem that I think she actually just like did a version of it um, and released it on Spotify and stuff where she talks specifically about mothers with accents uh-huh. from another uh like country or then they come to america and it's like we're just kind of conditioned and taught to like take that and like erase it mm-hmm. so we can for, for assimilation or acceptance or fitting in da, da, da. but then we like maybe berated our moms in our like youth for being like why didn't you know this and then but then rupee like the point and i'm butchering it because i'm not a i'm not a poet <laughs> in that sense um where she's just like that's the thing that she has from home how dare you try to take it away from her yeah, mm. yeah. and i was like oh that's you right you separate yourself from it yeah like you learn to appreciate you learn to appreciate now that i'm it. older yeah it's just like that's that's part of that's because she kills it at speaking tagalog exactly so no, you know she she did this to me she flipped the the the, the roles on me because mm. now I'm trying to speak Tagalog uh-huh. and so I say like you know nanay kamusta na you know like mabuti uh, naman blah 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 and she says like you sound funny <laughs> and I'm like what and she Go says mom. it's cute though it's cute though and I'm like wow is this what it feels like and now I'm self-conscious about my Tagalog oh. I'm like wow I must have made her really self-conscious about her English exactly crazy how like it just 
comes full circle. It does. It always does. Even when you expect it to not, it always it always yeah, does. It always but it's awesome that you're like trying to like learn again and yeah. and tap in with that part of like your culture and like even with your family like developing that relationship yeah. in that way too cuz I'm similar with Thumbel like I was very very fluent and then we switched to English and what was crazy is actually I think like how fast the switch happened when I was like oh, we need to speak English at home and everyone was like okay and I think it also helped probably my parents in their careers and sure. made them more confident and speaking to people who were like non-Thumbel speakers um and but like now I just wish I could like speak it more and so like because yeah. it actually used to be their calling card they'd always go to like our family friend parties and a lot of people who are like first gen they just didn't they didn't teach their kids Tamil and the, like they didn't have, they weren't as strict as my parents were and it always be like a party trick they're like oh Anusha nada Tamil pesva which is basically like Anusha speaks Tamil really well uh-huh. and all the uncles and aunties like oh wow speak something you know <laughs> and so I would do that and then over time party I trick. wasn't as good so the party trick stopped oh, <laughs> they just and never then, brought it up we've seen this one before yeah it's like not good and then now I'm like I kind of want that party trick again so I'm trying to like learn and bring it back bring it back you know Ashwa my, my partner he's also Tamilian but he didn't he only understands it he doesn't speak it and I'm like mm-hmm. Ash we need to be able to go to the grocery store and like speak in Tamil just cause mm-hmm. like it's not about talking shit about it I just want to be to talk to you and have nobody like listen in yeah it's like I just want our own language and um and so, like, we're going to start getting back into it, but it's You should. It's so, funny. yeah, you guys could, like, just have your own private conversations yeah. if you have to say something about, like, that mean person at the grocery. No, exactly. get the other piece. Yeah. So- <laughs> or if I want to be like, hey, like, you should, exactly, get the other piece. Like, why are you getting that brand? But I don't want someone to think I'm, like, this bitchy girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> get the like, and piece. talk to him in a different language, mm-hmm. then it's fine. Now no one's going to know. No yeah. one's going to know. You could be complimenting him. Yeah, You're so exactly. smart over there on that side of the world. Uh-huh. So it's all about me. Like putting their brand flakes in. Well, I mean, like I have a coworker that told me, like, hey, because I practice my Tagalog with the the custodial staff at uh, my job. Oh, because awesome! A majority of them are they're all Filipino. Mexican, though, and they're just like, they're <laughs> just like, we don't know. Saying, this is weird. It's, you know, we don't know what you're saying. <laughs> um, but he says, like, uh, uh, you. You should have like not let them know that you're that you speak Tagalog just in case they talk shit about us, so that like I could still listen in uh, and like they they're speaking Tagalog and like but I'm like now I learned Tagalog uh, and I could speak it with them so I could talk shit with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like you think I'm gonna be your spy? Yeah, I'm not gonna be your spy. I'm gonna talk shit about you. Uh, but that's what it is. I hate you too. Yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, teach us something in Tamil? Yeah. So if you want to say like greetings or like hello, just in a formal way, you probably have heard namaste before, mm-hmm. right? That's in yes. Hindi. Yeah. Um, and just the Tamil version is vanakam. So mm-hmm. V-A-N-A-K-A-M. And everything just kind of is like a little softer. So vanakam. 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 Yeah, you got it. Vanakam. Vanakam. And then what's the response to, to that? And it's just hello. like. Vanakam. And then after that, you can be like, we both say Vanakam. And then okay. it's like, if you want to say, how are you? Mm-hmm. It's like, Eptirikenga. Eptirikenga. Oh, I love that. That sounds so, that's, that's so, such a nice like flow to it. It's like a little rappy. There's a cadence you know? too. Yeah. It's like a, that, that, that. Well, yeah. Can we hear it again? Eptirikenga. I'll, I'll edit this. I'll edit this later. I know it sounds really good. Should we do word by word? Sure. Okay. Eptirikenga. Ga. Yeah, wow. That's pretty good. Thank you. I feel like, I mean, you guys also speak 
like you speak Tagalog. Yeah. And do you speak Spanish? I yeah, a little bit. I understand a lot more than I can speak. Okay. So like you're saying, you know, you shouldn't have told the janitors in case they talk shit. Mm-hmm. Like I've had that. I've had cooks like think that no one's understanding what they're saying, and I'm just like, I I know what you're saying. Like, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. Well, it's because you also you look like a bunch of different things that like people wouldn't clock you in as a unless they found anything. out your name first alejandro then that's a give that you are i could still pass as anything yeah I you could, could still, still pretty do. much go yeah you you look white from a distance you look Some south pacific Asian in me yeah you know, there's something yeah, there's something there. i'm good i'm good with languages uh-huh. i'm like if if people like teach me stuff like i've always been good at picking up you know like guttural sounds that aren't like in english uh-huh. sounding stuff which is always like a surprise to me when i date because i pretty much date white women like when they can't roll their R's or like they can't, they like Karen has a tough time understanding that like in Spanish words, the J is pronounced like an H <laughs> and like, I don't know how many times I've explained that to her. And La Jara is what she says. Well, yeah, <laughs> not, not quite, but like, yeah, in the most extreme form, it, yes. it's, it's like that. And it's always just like, um, like, I, don't, I just don't understand. Like the two L's makes like a, yeah, a, yeah sound. Mm-hmm. Like she'll never, she just will never get it. Like, she'll never get she it. She can't say La Llorona Loca. <laughs> Really, she like she able... just never. She she loves a movie. She wants to watch that kind of show all the time. But she's like La La Lorena La La, and <laughs> La like, Lorena. I've told you a million times. Like we've gone over this. Uh huh. You know. So, but yeah, I mean, I I I, I think I'm good with languages. I think yeah. if I I was trying to learn Dutch for a little bit. My dad's Dutch. Oh, cool. My dad's Dutch Indonesian, right? So his wow. family's from Indonesia. Um, and I was trying to learn Dutch for a little bit. Um, and that was more like if English and German. Had like a dirty slut baby, <laughs> uh, and that slut baby just like did all the drugs mm. and um, and added a bunch of J's. Like Dutch has a bunch of like random letters in there. It's like why is this J and K right in the middle of Uncle? Like Can it doesn't something? make sense. Is no, I any... can't. No. <laughs> well, one of these days. I, I know Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Insert sound clock. bite here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, Let's wrap this up. We did preface right before, and you can still opt out. Okay. Do you want to do an I'm improv down. scene? Why, why You're down. We'll, we'll keep it short. Yeah. We'll do it, and it could be about anything or everything, or it could like we could reference little jokes that we talked about. But um, yeah, other than that, there's no rules, and it doesn't have to be great. Because guess what? It's improv. Right. The only improv I've done is when the improv group and uh, the spokes decided to do a joint concert and mm, forgetting the bird strike the, bird strike yeah yes. bird strike and spokes used to and i was i think the reason i didn't love it is because i didn't fully commit and i was like that's what improv is about fully uh, committing uh, fully commit so i'm gonna pledge to fully commit and let's, whatever happens happens let's do it let's fully commit on this regardless of how wacky it is um but yeah let's do it um uh, go <laughs> let's, let's start ready said go oh sorry was, all right that wasn't part of it <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, next up to audition, we have uh, an Alejandro. Hello. All right, Alejandro. Um, hi, my name is Christian. I'm the the tenor of this group. That's Anusha over there. She's she's the base of mm. our co-ed group. And um, nice. it seems that today, can you read that, Anusha? What, what song is he uh, auditioning with? I Will Always Love You. Yeah. Oh, ambitious choice. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Um, okay. I do it in a, in a version, though. It sounds like um, Ozzy Osbourne's No More Tears. Okay, you know what? But it is. But it is. I will always leave you. Just remember that. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we we here at our group. Let's say together. What's the name of our acapella group? The big fellas. Big fat lives. What? Big fat. Big, big fat, fat lies. Yeah, the big fat lies. Oh, I thought this was the cat eye. The cat eyes. Is this not the audition for cat eyes? No, it's not. But you're already in the room, so you might as well go. I I guess. But can I? Oh, do you? You guys don't wear cat eyes when you perform. 
I mean, we could. We I do my 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 eyeliner in a cat eye yeah. fashion. Yeah. So it's not I out only of do question. siren eyes. It's not out of That's the question. That's the only thing I'm TikTok hearing. tells me to do. Yeah, I'm trying to get so. better at siren eyes. So she and I actually have a makeup session after this. Yeah. 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 You're not Bef- invited. Before yeah. that's fine. I Until didn't you ask. make it into the big fat lies. Yeah. Big fat eyes. Can we talk about maybe a name change, you guys? Can we let's see what you got? Okay, first. Well, yeah. that's fine. Um I just want to also start by saying singing's been Part of my life uh, since I was a little kid. Um, oh, a monologue. He thinks mm. this my, is a play. My mother you think was, we haven't heard this before? My mother yeah. was killed by um, a bird that was singing, a singing, uh, singing blue jay. And uh, that was the first time I heard music. Uh, so this is, this is for my mother. <laughs> All right. Just putting down trauma under notes. And we'll figure that out. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, whenever you're ready. I mean, technically I've started. It starts with a 16 bar pause, but I'll start over. Okay, <laughs> explaining to us sheet music and what sixteen bars. I mean, can I? St- really do you want me to start like over again? You know what? Because it's a long sixteen bars. If I have to keep starting over. All right. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> Always yours. I'm gonna get a cup of coffee. Oh, do you so, want I'm sorry. Yeah. Do I need to start over? Like, you know what? I think we've heard enough. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't okay. even really get to sing, but yeah. so I got the part. Uh, you'll be hearing so back from us. Yeah, you'll get an email from us. Mm-hmm. Don't okay. check your spam. No. Yeah, okay. When should I expect the email? I mean, Anusha, what do you think? At the end of the quarter? At the end, end of the, of the quarter, quarter, yeah. Nice. You know, we could tell you right now. Yeah, I mean, let's ahead. say it Hook? at the same time. Captain. No, sorry. Uh, we'll we'll take uh we'll take the next member. Yeah. Uh, let's cut to the cat eyes group, which is the, <laughs> which is the all the all girl uh group at this at this university. Hello, hello. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I missed my audition. I, I got stuck auditioning for another group, and I this is the audition that I'm trying. My name's Alejandro. I'm 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 on the list. I'm number seven. All right. Well, my name's Sally. I am uh I am the uh the arranger of the cat eyes, and this right here is this is Paulina. Hi. Hi. I I know both of you guys. I've been watching the cat eyes since oh I was a little God, kid. Oh my God! No way! Yeah. That's fact, amazing. Thank you, Sally. It's your version of uh, I saw the sign. Yeah, no, that, that's that my, my favorite. That that's my parents my, played Susie at their really wedding. Really kills that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, but Paulina's rendition of "Get Down with the Sickness" is impeccable stop, by stop, Disturbed, stop, but she stop. does it in a in a, uh, a upbeat Dolly swing Parton tempo. type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yes, it's, yeah, it's actually beautiful. Um, guys, so I've prepared a little ditty for you. All right, let's hear it. Yeah. Oh, but I, before you sing, we have a few questions. Oh, okay, yeah. Usually the interview comes after, but that's fine. Yeah, what yeah. We, we just wanted you to feel really comfortable um, and, you know, just let your guard... Oh, oh okay. just, yeah, please do that. Yeah. Please go ahead. Yeah. Well, first question? First question. Yes. Why do you sing? Well... Why do you breathe? Am I right? For oxygen. Duh. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just to like it's, breathe. It's part of life, you know? That's okay. Okay. okay all right. Okay. Um, yeah. Next question. Not too funny. I'll just put that on my notes. Yeah. 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 Sided nose. I'll put writing? that in my notes. If... Slightly cross eyed. I'll put that in my notes. Are you drawing a picture of me? That's where you go. Okay. Yeah. We don't definitely don't have your full social media profile yeah. brought well, up or I mean, anything. I... But next question. You have full glossy eight and a half by 11 pictures of my. Oh, my, thank you so much. My left arm. Um, if you had to pick between a lobster yes. eating you alive okay. in a tank full of poop, mm. okay, or a giant lion 
peeling your skin mm. and eating every piece of your meat one by one mm. till you're just dead. What would you pick and, and why? I guess it really comes down to one factor for me. Now, I assume it's the same factor for everybody, but wh- whose poop is it? <laughs> That's a really great That's question. That's really good. We should add that for the next audition. Because yeah. I just think, like, you know, that makes a difference to me. Yeah. You're right. You know, yeah. expanding on yeah. the question without actually answering it. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Very Manipulative. Yes. We like this. Wow. Let's say for the sake of the question, sure. Shania Twain. Oh. Yeah, the lion. The lion. Yeah. I picked the lion. The lion. The lion. Interesting. And also for the record, I was going to pick the lion no matter what. No matter what. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Stands your ground. I'm okay. from Florida. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, Susie, do you have any questions or should we get on with the singing part? I think we're ready for it. Okay. All right. Well, Just... this is uh, an original. Oh. Oh. I don't know if this is what you guys usually do, but this one's, uh, this one's called Bitches Get Stitches. Oh. It's... <laughs> okay. We're really about like promoting positivity yeah. and, oh, yeah. and and femininity oh, just, and just being wait. inclusive okay this way okay. check this out ready it's already you go you've ahead. lost a lot Hit of play. points with that title oh you already you Hit, brought uh, your own boom box yeah. and it's there's no cd oh that's no, a it's tape a, it's a tape that's a tape okay just hit, before you hit play just go ahead and hit rewind make sure it's at the beginning of the tape okay just, but we're an acapella make... group yeah this that's true do it you gotta have to do acapella it's me singing on the tape that's, also, I think we've heard enough. I well, think I, mean, we're I worked okay. really hard on this song. It's just okay. I mean, it's. Can you sing it a cappella? Please. I mean, please. Pretty please. The first 16 bars, I, I don't have a part. That's why I brought <laughs> that's, the tape. That's okay. That's it. That's it. I'm not sitting through. The last person had a 24 bar pause. Oh, that's my partner. Help me write the song. <laughs> Makes so sense. you've heard the song already. In a pod. So you've heard yeah. the song already. Not two cat with eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, well, you can't make it into the cat eyes. Oh, I I'm not in this this group either. Surprise! Yeah, sorry. You don't want to email me like at the end of the quarter. I th- no, we can send you a text right now. No. Yeah. Oh. Your information is on there, and oh, Bing. oh, you're both you texting me. It. Oh, the cat gif is nice. That's a nice touch. Thank you. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's you did a great job. You really committed to it. I like I like Paulina. I Paulina is my st- favorite smart, character. Strong, smart, strong, good leader. Stood her Thank ground. You. Did not like the song choice that you brought up because we are trying to promote femininity in the cat eyes. Well, mm-hmm. you should have heard the song. It actually is all about how um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have been smarter. And well, bitches get stitches. Wait, yeah. she's smarter. Excuse, it's a, me. It's a Excuse me. It's a shift in the logic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on. Really backtrack. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're no. killing it. You're, You're killing it. So she should well. be like, You're we should it. just pay her less, and we You're should. You're just oh. digging yourself a hole. You stick your glass on the ceiling. It seems um, to be easily broken, apparently. Oh. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> Anusha, thank you so much for taking the time out of your oh, my pleasure. short amount of time that you have here in the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> for the listeners out there, for our mutual friends listening from Davis, um, and for people that are just now discovering you, you do have a new single coming out I next do. week. Next week. December 16th. Yes. So by wow. the time this comes out, that uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be almost out, if not not out already but same girl <laughs> same girl is what it's called yeah, yeah. and they go. can find you on all streaming platforms all streaming platforms i'm on spotify i'm on deezer i'm on title amazon apple music like literally everything it's international and i'm on all of the socials mm-hmm. as well just 
sharing. I'm on Twitter. I'm new new to Twitter. Wow. Christian's sharing on Deezer. Thoughts. I'm what? You're on Deezer nuts. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good one. I have zero brain cells you. after this Good guy. Yeah. But uh, so that's where they can find you. Yes. Um and plug yourself. Like what are what are the handles that Ah, it's a good question. So it's just at Anusha, A-N-U-S-H-A dot Savi, S-A-V-I. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that should be across all of the things. Um, and you can find me Anusha Savi on, on all those platforms and everything. And I just want to say like shout out to all of the Davis acapella yes. folks, because I just feel like even in this conversation, we just all, like all these like memories are coming yeah. to mind and all these like iconic singers and just like fun characters. And I just got to say like being a part of acapella and that community has like really shaped me into who I am and like shout out Spoke shout out like Cam and Jacqueline the founders of it yep. because Cam is like a big country star and that is true. She, we opened for her and I, I forgot to talk about that but like she was like a really big inspiration of me even doing this but shout out to all of the acapella folks so if you're in Loungelers if you're in Kleptomaniacs if you're in Afterglow if you're in Luckwood Hot Plates I gotta shout out Cole Hoffberg and that arrangement I was so intimidated by your guys arrangements and the ICCAs it was so Stop. freaking good I'm waiting it's, it's on Spotify right? Yeah I'm pretty sure yeah that um, one of our ICCA sets are is on Spotify. Yeah, so the you twelve minute one. It's yes. so good. Like I listen to it actually. It's impeccable. And it's, like I wow. love it. It's oh so gosh. good. So I have anyways, to go back and listen to that. Yeah. Shout out Davis. We're underrated, but we're pretty freaking rad. Yeah. So, yeah. And shout out to you. I I adore you. <laughs> She's in I, the room. Thanks. You can just say it. I am so happy that we have had this time to connect because we never did. Yes. And, likewise. Uh, uh, baddies, listeners. Please check her out on all streaming platforms. You have an amazing voice and you are an amazing person. Thank you for Thanks. joining us here today. Thank you so much. So nice to, for you guys to like have me and it's I've just had the greatest time. So. Awesome. All right. Before we say bye, just look into the camera and leave the listeners with one piece of advice, one word, and then we'll stop the recording right there. Okay. Ooh. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. So just take the shot. <laughs> Whatever Beautiful. that is. Beautiful. All right. See you guys later. I'm so original.